What we gonna do right here is go back. Way back. Back into time. It's time to kick it old school with a new school flair. Taking you back to a time where things felt good. I feel good. Welcome to Old Fashioned Health. Today is the day to take back your health. Old Fashioned Health is just the right place to do it. Your host, Alvin and Edmund, are determined to make sure you are in good health inside and out. Now, the time has come for some good old-fashioned health right here on 1100 this is alvin and this is edmund on the old-fashioned health show what up what up what up how y'all doing how y'all doing this is alvin here on the old-fashioned health show alvin and edmund where health meets fashion or fashion meets health however it intersects that's what we do here at the old-fashioned health show y'all look i'm streaming live y'all see me getting stuff ready look like i'm uh almost ready halfway they they can't see me yet no Good, because I, I ain't even did hair and makeup yet. I'm so glad they almost finished with me. <laughs> Y'all, this is going to be a great show today. Greg, thank you so much for always just being, man, I don't know how you do it. I see why you don't sleep that much, because you just like like going 90 miles an hour all the time. But anyway. They can see is, you now. They can see me now? Yeah. Hey, what's up, y'all? How y'all doing? So, uh, yeah, we're going to have a great show today. Greg, I really appreciate Greg is bringing us live. Can y'all see this book right here? This is the person we're going to have on the show today. Her name is Janae Cooper. So she should be here shortly and Edmund should be here shortly. This Atlanta traffic can be quite interesting. You know, now that the COVID is over. I mean, since COVID is in better control, people are out and about. No, just, it, it was over as far as this season. Yeah, yeah. We never really had COVID per se. So guess what? I had my, my, final, I had my second shot today. All right, so two weeks, you'll be fully vaccinated, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I took the first one already, and then so this is two my weeks second. after the second one. Oh, it's two weeks after before it considered to be kicked fully in. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, y'all, hey, I got my first shot. The juice is running through me. I'll be topped off in two weeks. That's how they work. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, so the first time I took the shot, it kind of made me feel a little some kind of way, uh, and then like my arm was sore. Uh, that was that was pretty much it. Arm sore, and that was it. And I felt bad. Actually, I felt kind of bad for like 24 hours, and I slept like I couldn't wake up. So this time, I, saw, I decided I'd take it on a Friday, which gives me the whole weekend to pull it together. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I ate up all my food the last time. It made it made me eat a lot. I don't know why. So I went and bought me some groceries. So I just eat and sleep and eat and sleep. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. Yeah. Anyway, y'all, so the number to call in, so if y'all want to ask Mr. Janae, some, Janae Cooper some questions, you can be able to do that once she, we get ready to get started. Uh, yeah, so we streaming live. I had not done this in a while. I got to look on my phone and see what I look like. Can y'all see me out there? I'm going to have to go on Facebook and see what kind of comments. I need to make get. an adjustment because the, uh, the whole mic is... It's covering a lot of your face. Okay, well, how about I make I make an adjustment. Okay, that that works. That, that works. works. That, that works, works better. We can All see right. your face now. Hey, <laughs> hey, what's going on, Mr. Carlo? Mr. Carlo, <laughs> you know, can't nobody say uh, my baby's like a black woman. You ever say, hey, my babies? Don't nobody say that like a black woman. I'm just saying. In the south. In the south. In the south. <clears throat> yeah, in the south. Yes. You're right. You're right. You're right. Um, anyway, y'all, so we're going to um, get this party started. I'm going to go ahead on. We're going to do our intro, lift every voice and sing. I've been like harping on that song for the longest. Oh, by the way, since I got my full COVID shot, now I'm excited about going to some swag football games. 
I feel good. Some of my friends are like, okay, you can ride with us now and all that kind of thing. I got a couple of friends. They are serious about that that COVID thing. So, uh, yeah. And one of the things that the reason why Janae was a little delayed because I sent her the wrong address. I sent her the address to the other studio. I know I was I was just excited about having her on here. So it is not her fault. <clears throat> it is not her fault at all. I sent her the wrong address to OFH Studio. You know, so I'm getting a chance to learn from... Uh, how do, uh, yeah, some of the same people. Yeah, you you already got me, right? Yeah. yeah. All right, y'all, so we'll be right back. Hey, so when, when we go on a commercial break, uh, uh, we, we, we go on a, a, a break, then they can't, you know, they see they see us live, and we, we streaming live today. What's up to the people? Yep, okay. we streaming live. My y'all see our shirts? My apologies for being... <clears throat> That's okay, we already told them that traffic is bad, COVID yes, is over, know, so listen, everybody's running. They know where we at and what that, what that traffic looking like. Is that what it is? We can show them. We can't. We're we going to be nice to the people. Really good. Really good. All right, y'all. So we're going to take a little quick break here, get this party started. Look at Mr. Carlo over there. She's trying hello, to see what's going on. Oh, I told you I got my shot, man. You got it? So I, how got do you my, feel? I got my juice. I feel good. You feel good? What yeah. Do you, mean you feel good? I just, I just feel great. I mean, I okay. don't feel bad or anything like that. She says she gonna do her hey baby. Go on, tell us hey baby. <laughs> can't nobody say hey baby like the, the Carlo. Go on, say hey baby, Mr. <laughs> Carlo. Now, now take it right now. You, you stop laughing. Go on, give us out my... Hey, baby. See what I'm talking about? Can't nobody say that about a black woman. Can't nobody say that. How you doing? We're doing good. Mm-hmm. We're doing good, Mr. Carl. good, too. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. How you doing, Evan? I'm doing well. How you doing? All right. You know, no offense to you, but, you know, Alvin is a little special. Oh, that's, so, that's you cool. know, I've been doing this for a few years. Yeah. Okay. So, every time I see Alvin, I say, hey, baby. <laughs> she sure do. You should hear her on the radio. Mm-hmm. And she thought I'm going to send my shout out to all of my babies out there. <laughs> you just want to make them feel a little special. Blue, blue. That's I'm a, special. Why you hating? You know, look, you should. And look, and I, I just, you know what just happened to me the other day? I was actually in um, at the uh, grocery store in my area, and there were a couple mm. law enforcement officials. She's like, yes, it's you. I'm like, what you mean it's me? It's like, yeah, you tell us, hey, baby, on the radio. I said, that's right. Babe. I told you, can't advise mm-hmm. You know who else used to do that? Melissa Summers. Really? Melissa Summers used to say, hey, baby, all the time. Now, she's still on the air. Yes. I don't know if Melissa, sometimes she listens to me and she critiques me okay. and let me know how I'm doing, you know. So, yeah, mm-hmm. so she, she does. Well, you, I have to tell you, you're doing a fantastic job. Absolutely amazing. Thank and you. And you know what? I listened Hit to, to sure your, your show the other it. day, too. Okay. And I wanted to tell you, you yeah. had someone on the show that you were talking about. You were talking about divorces and things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got like 39 and a half years experience in that area. Wow. I wanted to say something about that, if you don't mind. Uh-huh. And I wanted to say that. I, I heard the, your guest. She was, I think, she was a doctor. She was a call-in. Oh yeah, that was Doctor okay. Su- Doctor right. uh, Doctor so, Hines. That right, day. So she was saying that um, in 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 the court system, you would have to share some things, and she was naming some mm-hmm. things. But unfortunately, one of the things that she said, I can honestly attest to, that she misspoke. Mm-hmm. So let me clarify that: when you have property that you've already acquired prior to marriage. Mm-hmm. The only reason why you would have to give that up if there's children involved and it would be used as a negotiating tool for a settlement. Other than that, you don't have to. So if somebody had to give up their you know, property or anything that they acquired mm-hmm. before the marriage, mm-hmm. it's actually theirs. But if they had to, it's only used as a negotiating tool uh, for a settlement. And I want to clear that up. Boy, Mr. Carla, thank you so much. My, you, you, you. I gotta, you know, I gotta get ready for my okay, show okay, today, right. honey. All right, thank you so much, Carla. We appreciate you. All right, gentlemen, okay. love the show. I'm listening you to you. Okay? All right, have, have a good week. You too. Bye bye. All right, y'all. So we're gonna kick this show off, uh, and then Miss Janae will be here shortly, 
And uh, I'm chopping up with my co-host. You yeah. good? You yeah. all right? I'm good. I'm great. Yeah. Right. Loving right. what's going on. Right. Hey, so they got the cameras on, so we can't I know, even that's like, I'm saying, right? We <laughs> can't show yeah. up too bad. I, well, he going to put a commercial on. They can't see us when the commercial is on, right? Okay, so we cut up during the commercial. But we right. got to give them a little. That little is right, right? We can cut up when the, when the commercial. Oh, that's what you're doing no. today? <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. This is Al and Edmund on The Real 1100.
Just for Pets Wellness Center, our expert veterinary team provides personal, professional, and compassionate services to your beloved pets. You can rely on us for pet wellness exams, medical care and treatments, dentistry, and surgical care. We provide a clean, safe, and caring environment for dogs, cats, and pocket pets with exceptional care, always the standard. We're doggone good and the cat's meow. Visit our website for more information at www.just4petsfl.vet or give us a call at 239-270-5721. This is fashion designer Edmund Newton. I'd like to tell you about Enmask.com. Enmask.com is my only source for non-surgical cloth masks. I've teamed up with Enmask.com to create and design a collection of limited edition masks. These masks are washable, reusable, breathable, and most importantly, fashionable. Shop online now at Enmask.com. That's E-N-M-A-S-K-S.com for quality masks made in America. Have you been looking for a radio station that gives you sports? I don't believe it! It's a touchdown! Entertainment. Are you not entertained? And other special interest talk shows. Well, isn't that special? All on one app. Yo, that's dope. What app is that? It's the real 1100 AM app for WWE. Grab it for free in your Google Play or Apple App Store today. All right, y'all. Okay, we're back, we're back, we're back. This we is back. Alvin and Edmund. Edmund, and we have Miss Janae in the house. Janae, how you doing? I'm doing great. What about you guys? Doing good. Doing well. Well, well, give her give her a proper introduction. Well, okay. So Janae is an author. She's a public speaker. She's a uh, she owns a, a uh, she started a nonprofit. She's from Atlanta. She's Atlanta native. And she's uh, also an author. Did not say that first, Janae. I know oh, I yes, said that. I heard him say author. We're gonna say it one more time. An author. So me and my co-host, we just like you know what I'm saying. Yeah, Everybody know how we. we yeah, but no, 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 I'm saying we're just, I'm 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 hyping you up. He in trying the to do like the preacher do, you know, and one of, and one, of, one, one of the other things that we didn't mention. What did we, what did we not mention? That she's a teenager. No, she's not a teenager. She's not, not anymore. I just turned anymore. twenty. See? Oh, okay. So I'm see, not a teenager. Look, look, <laughs> look, so you know what? You know what? But I I've been through what teenagers been through. All right. So, so let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's oh, o- yes. open it up and enjoy this moment and just take it in and let the people know, you know, who you are and, and your mission. Look, you, you know? see what you're looking like on, on camera? You see that? You why see are you, why are you distracting? Because I, I want you to see that. I want y'all to be real. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> why is he distracting you? What's wrong with that? Y'all can't. Look, y'all, we're going to have a great show. We're going to have a great show. Yeah, we're going to have a great show today. Definitely, time. definitely, definitely. And our guest is Janae Cooper and her book is titled The Struggles of a Teenager so that's something we're going to tap on. That's been a long into. time ago for us though huh? That's why I want to hear her story I want to hear what's going on in that world and see well, how it relates to ours currently. So when I read the book it, 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 uh, the only thing different is social media. Social media. Because we didn't have social media back then when I was reading some of the stuff I especially the um, chapter where it talks about pregnancy and stuff like mm. that in the south what we used to do or it, it, so if, if, uh, if you was up north and one of the, the younger people had a baby or something, got mm. pregnant, they'd send them down south. In mm. reverse of that, in the south, wouldn't they send them, like, up north? No, no, no. The, the, no, uh, the only time the people from up north, they would send their kids down south, especially if they were going, like, or pregnant, especially at an early age, for I don't know, whatever reason, but I have a lot of 
people that I know that were in the South, if something happened, they would send them straight on down South. And they because had to continue the rest of their life there? In that their education and everything. That, because the, the quality of life and, and stuff was a little different and probably with all the distractions and stuff. I yes, I can, I can say it's different now, especially with social media. I think that's the challenging um, obstacles us as young teens and young adults are struggling now. Mm-hmm. With social media, it has its different ups and downs. Mm-hmm. Like it has the positives and it has the negatives. The negatives is comparing yourself, comparing yourself to your peers, mm-hmm. um, looking at their experiences and comparing it to what you feel like your experiences should be. Right. Or, a title to um, the the um, the designer bags and mm. looking at the lavish life and you're saying, listen, if they can have it, I should I have, have it. And uh-huh. then you get depressed about it or it's other things, little small things. But when it comes to social media now, I'm learning is that a lot of it is just an illusion. You know, right. a lot of us are just posting our good times, not our bad times, because right. everybody have their bad times. There's no such thing as perfection or perfectionism you know Mm -hmm. um to me i feel like with my social media with my social media platform what i share is my authentic truth Mm -hmm. a little bit about me and what i'm doing for the community Mm -hmm. and hopefully somebody who's listening to this if they have social media they show their positives but they also show their negatives as well because it can help people who are going through negatives you know right because sometimes people think that it's all glitz and glamour when they look at look at somebody's social media page Mm -hmm. and they just swear it's all good all the time because that's what they're showing. That's what they. Oh yeah. Oh, that's that's that's. I mean, yeah. Because I don't know if I would. I don't know if I would necessarily show my vulnerabilities on social media. Mm. Because sometimes that can allow people. If you're in a vulnerable place and you're showing some vulnerabilities, people at that time, some people are not as nice to say, okay, that a boy, you can go through it. Some people find your weaknesses and then find a way to just hammering on you more and more. And and I I totally understand that, but mm. at the same time, like. Actually, me coming out and exposing my weakness Mm -hmm. at the age of 16, I was going through depression and suicide, and I actually made a video with me and my mom, and me sharing that, which was very, very scary, and I never told nobody about, because they was trying to figure out, why did you start an organization? Mm -hmm. So I told my story, and it was like, I didn't know you was going through that. I went through it, too. I said, what? You went through it? But you (laughs) post on social media like you happy, and I was like, what? But then it opened my eyes. You know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. I'm not saying expose every little weakness. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, this happened. But if you feel as if, like, I'm experiencing this and Mm -hmm. somebody else could be possibly experiencing what right. you're experiencing right. it's okay to share because you yeah. never know the feedback you'll get it or help, the people you will help you know i agree with that i agree with that i think it was if it was dealing with uh suicide to have the nerves and the courage to do that mm. is amazing it was so scary for me I've been like, i'm not even gonna lie it was scary for you when you first decided yeah to? uh i kept looking at my mom's like i was like should i say this and i was like should i say it but i'm glad i did because a lot of my friends went through it. A lot of people I've met been through it. Mm. And I've learned to embrace what I experienced. Because okay. now it made me who I am. Definitely. W- which I'm, like, happy. Have my ups and downs sometimes. But it's called, any other human does, yeah. you know? I, I, in Janae's book, she talks about her goals to be a Spelmanite. To go to school, to Spelman University. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah. Uh. How you feel about that? Um, Spelman. Um, oh, is it still Spelman or did you change your mind and want to go to Jackson State? I'm just thinking, asking. I'm uh. thinking. I'm thinking about changing. Have you ever heard of Gremlin University? No. So, you haven't? Okay. But oh, you've heard, we'll, 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 we'll you've heard of Jackson State, though, right? We'll, we'll, we'll talk after Jackson State University. Because I wrote it when I was 16, so at the time I was like, I want to do Spelman. So now I'm like, you know, I'm older now, so I'm like, oh, you know, I'll probably change my options. Right. For sure, I'm going to change it, so. 
I don't know if I, I probably do Spelman, probably not. You know, right yeah. now I'm not in college, but I know if I do want to go to college, I'm a major in business. For okay, sure. in business, yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, I saw that was something you had in art. You wanted to go and major in business for sure. Mm, that yes. was thing. So Janae asked me the other day. She said, "Tell me the one thing that stuck out to you in the book." <laughs> I said, "No, you tell me what you think the one thing should have been that should have stuck out in the book." So I'm sure she's been thinking about that. But I will tell you, uh, one of the things was the statement you made about social media mm. about trying to be somebody and don't know what somebody else is going through mm. oh and there's another quote she said uh, I was not going to allow the devil to run to run to, uh, to run my life or be uh, guide me in that way she's like no nah, mm. yeah so she was like oh it seemed like that was a point you got your nerves and said I'm not having this mm, I'm not having it that was I'm good. not having that it. Was yeah, good. I had to. I had to write it. That's how I was going when I was experiencing what I was experiencing. I did my research, and I was like, "Listen, okay, I'm, it's a lot of side effects when it comes to social media, mm-hmm. but it's a lot of positives." And when I wrote that, I was like, "Okay, I gotta express how I feel, how I feel in the moment." And I just wrote it. Mm-hmm. I just that's how I felt, and I still feel strongly about it. You know. Right. And you said you was writing at night, late at night. Um, I said I was writing late at night. Yeah, because in the first part of the book you talked about, well, when I did my writing, I'd be, oh, you would be crying at night about something oh, you're going through. Oh, yes. Oh, I was about to say, I wrote it at night. But, yeah, I had my times where I had my dark moments where I cried. And I said, oh, man, like, what should I do? And writing for me was my escape. Okay. You know, it was a way for me to express how I felt. Mm-hmm. And so everything I wrote was how I felt in the moment. And I did my research as well. You okay. know, I, I had a little bit of people, I won't say a little bit, but I had some people <laughs> come in and write and mm. express how they feel. And I got people's other testimonies of okay. their experience. Okay. So, and I had my moments where I used to cry and I said, oh my God, I'm tired of this, I'm tired of that. <laughs> but looking at it now of how much I've grown, mm-hmm. it's just so crazy. Like, when I read it, like, I've grown so much. But <laughs> at the same time, like... I'm glad like, was I that did. really me? That's really me. Like when you was re- like recapping cer- certain things I wrote, mm-hmm. I was in my head like, did I say that? But then I was like, oh wow, like I've I've grown so much. Yeah. But that is the beauty when it comes to my book, The Struggles mm-hmm. of a Teenager. Yeah. I've grown so much. I am uh, like. Man. How can the listeners get a copy? Said what again? How can the listeners order a place a copy? Oh for yes, the book? you can. You can uh, you can order on Amazon, The Struggles of a Teenager, and make sure you search up my name, Janae Cooper, J A N A E. Cooper, and you can also order it on my Instagram. If you have an Instagram, it's SOS underscore mentoring underscore group. And you can okay. order it. You go on my link in my bio. You can buy it directly through me, and I can send it to your address. Okay, I like to do send that. Send me a DM. I like to, I like to get a, <laughs> get a copy from. You. Oh, awesome! Yeah, 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 that, that's that's support yeah. right there. That's check that out. But again, congratulations! Excuse me, congratulations on the book. A lot of the questions that I had that I was going to ask you as I listened to you tell your story and your inspiration for creating the book, you actually answered, mm. you know, in regards to I was going to ask you that the process of writing the book actually helped you, you know, and you said yeah. that you was like, you know, <laughs> so it, it got you through those moments of right. whatever it is or that you remembered and were going through or whatever. Right. But uh, ultimately, the project itself, now that it's complete and it's out, how do you feel like do you feel like what is your take on on just the whole process of doing it, the idea, and where you are now with it, and even to the point of where you would like to go moving forward. Um, how do I feel? Um, I feel like at this moment with me writing what I wrote and me expressing how I felt at the time, 
that I've grown again. I've grown so much. Mm. And also, I'm writing me a second book, which is called How to Overcome the Struggles. <laughs> and I want to make sure I bring my dad, because my dad inspired me to write the book. He was like, when are you going to write you a second book? I said, <laughs> hold on, give me a second. Okay, give me a second. And I have some people who even bought my first book say, when are you going to write the second book? So right. I was like, okay, you know what, I got to write it. This is a sign. I got to write me a second book. But in my second book, I'm in the process of writing it. I want to talk more about the mentals mm-hmm. of what you go through when you go through struggles, actually give advice, certain things you can do to, you know, overcome the struggles and also give my quotes okay. and have a journal in there so they can write how they feel. Right. Like I want to make it my second, you know, that you're going to definitely love the book. Okay. I'm yeah. excited about it already. And I'm in the process of it. So what would you say to some of the teenagers that may possibly be listening that mm. may be going through something in their life? Like, you know, you've gone through it, you've written about it. And if you could give a voice of something to help them and encourage them and motivate them in their time of their now, what would you say to them? Okay. What I would say to the teenagers who are going through struggles is, like I say in my book, you go through struggles to learn from them and also to see the beauty out of the struggle. Mm-hmm. With every struggle, you grow, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. for an example, if you're dealing with peer pressure, you learn with peer pressure that you do encounter people who make you feel like, oh, you're not cool if you do this or if you don't fit in with the crowd, you're not this. Mm-hmm. But you learn through it. If I learn to love myself, I will not allow those energies or those people to affect who I am. Mm-hmm. If it comes to depression, if you feeling depressed, write down how you feel. That's another escape. Um, you can you know, write down how you feel. You also can go therapy. If you're interested in therapy, you can also do that. Mm-hmm. And you can learn from your depression. Why were you depressed? Right. What is it in your life that allows you to be depressed? To me, I feel as if the struggles we face is a way for us to learn, to grow, yep. and just be our true identity, be our authentic self. Okay, That's all that matters. You know, what's crazy is that her knowing that at such a young age... Mm-hmm. It's going to like project you so much further in life in the places that you want to go. And that's why I question just, you know, not just for you to answer to me, but just in general, like what mm. else do I want to do? You've accomplished writing a book and going through what you've been through, as well as, you know, helping someone else now mm. at such a young age. I keep going back to that. You know, you're, right. you're 19, you know, like I'm sorry, 20, 20, 20. you're yeah. 20. So that is so young at an age to where you're putting your energy Mm. and your focus into things like this and just growing that you know I think I was meant to be young for a reason I've been (laughs) through what I've been through not only to have me grow and learn but help others yes Mm because a lot of people listen more to people that's their age and I've learned that because when I first start when I had my organization I wasn't aware of my age I didn't know that a lot of people thought that I was young until I started talking to people I was like wow you're 16 that's young I was like what that's young I didn't I wasn't I didn't have no clue about it but now I see and I see a lot of teenagers you know talk to me more because I'm younger and they feel mm-hmm. as if I you know know what they're going through and I think I was destined for me to write my book for me to start my organization because I have a purpose you know yeah. Yeah. all I want to do is help young people older people too if you have a dream go for your dream that's always encourage <laughs> yes people. please pursue well. your dream awesome that's oh good. yes you have a dream go for it yeah. hustle yeah. yes <laughs> yeah that part now you know what so uh, I told you we, I promised you some music we we'll play a little music and come back and forth and I want you to we we'll come back after this song I want you to talk a little bit about your nonprofit. You still have your nonprofit. In oh, existence. yes, I yeah. do have my nonprofit. I want to talk a little bit about, tell us what your nonprofit is about, 
and how people can uh, enroll in if they want to be a part. Oh, um, yes, definitely. Uh, okay. All right, y'all. This is Alvin. And Edmund. On the Old Fashioned Health Show on The Real 1100. We'll be back. Dr. Carissa Hines of Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa, and I'm here to help you make sense of medicine. Join me every Thursday at 11 a.m. for clear, informative conversations about health issues. Don't be intimidated by fancy medical speak. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. to learn what questions to ask your doctor about your medical conditions. Call me and let's talk about your health. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. on Real 1100 a.m. You can also call in at 404-603-8770 with your medical questions. Be sure to listen to The Wellness Enclave with Dr. Donna Sewell, a podcast that explores emotional health and its impact on everyday life. In The Enclave, we will address emotional health and how it is connected to other parts of your life, such as physical health, relationships, spirituality, and even decision-making. The Wellness Enclave with Dr. Sewell can be found on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I was, I was trying to figure out if it was All right, question. y'all, we back, we back, we back. We was having a little, a little uh, chatter in, in the background till we came back. Now, I'm going to tell y'all, Dr. Sewell is supposed to call in today at a quarter to okay. uh, talking about, um, you know, uh, just the stresses of a teenager on a more um, professional level since she's in, into that psychology psychiatrist type of role of the things that she know that the buzz thing she tell people to do what you can do and, and all that kind of thing so she's gonna be calling in at a quarter to four cool do you remember uh, your days as a 
Oh yeah, teenager, I do. Like, mm-hmm. I do. So my days as a teenager, I I think the difference now, um, we had so much to do and very little distractions mm, for me. So right. my peer pressure wasn't the peer pressure of social media or even dressing like the best person. Because what was odd is when I was younger, they didn't project the entertainers as the people that you want to be like. Mm. They didn't have like all of the, the the fashion runway shows and stuff always on television. None of that. You know, you had Ebony and Jet magazine, one or two Sports Illustrated, and, and that was it. But you didn't constantly see it in your face like the red carpets and stuff like that. They didn't have those award shows when mm. I was younger. So you didn't get a chance to look at the award shows like, oh, okay, I want to be just like him or just like her. You know, mm. you, you, it, for my family, from where I was, the most struggle we had was making sure you get school, go to school, go to school, go to school, and just stuff like that. So we had our own probably right around us to, for me to try to to understand. But the other peer pressure we had may have been something a little different, maybe uh, family unit type stuff or something like that. Not not the same as some of the teens do these days. Because I think mm. so much stuff. And then with the news, we didn't see the news all day long. Mm. So we didn't get a chance to see entertainment news entertainment news entertainment mm. news if an entertainer was going through something you didn't know about it because then wow. it wasn't like they projected it on the television wow. like now when any entertainer is going through something it's up on the news mm. it's out there you know so mm. it's a, it was a little different still still things going on but not the same extreme you know mm. so that's where it kind of was for us I feel like with our generation it's some um, we have our positives and we have our negatives mm-hmm. like the positive with our generation is that a lot of us can make um, income different ways mm-hmm. it's not the normal nine to five nine to five is fine but we have different ways to make income yeah and um more, people are more self-aware with what they struggle with childhood wise mm-hmm. they identify their childhood traumas mm-hmm. those are the positives um well it's not it's not positive but the fact that you realize like this is what i've struggled and this is what i'm trying to overcome mm-hmm. as an individual that's a positive but the negatives is, like you said, like celebrities. I, I spoke about celebrities slash trends in my book as mm, well. I saw that, yeah. Um, we get so caught up in the celebrities and, oh, like, cause, no lie, because I, I am a younger adult and mm. I love celebrities as well. But right. um, we a lot of the media push the celebrities' agendas and say, oh, this, you should caught up with what she's wearing or what she's doing. Uh-huh. and. And I totally understand and negative social media comparing yourself and much more. But I say I can say to me, like, mm-hmm. it's some negatives and some positives in the older days as well. Oh, you yeah. Know. Trust. Yeah, some in that. We, yeah. I feel like every generation is balancing, you mm-hmm. know. Oh, I but like that. Hopefully, next generation will be awesome. No, right. no negatives. No right. negatives, hopefully. Right. But, you know, it's the world. So it's called life. It mm-hmm. It's called life. Now, uh, I was asking about your nonprofit. Could you tell us what's the name of your nonprofit and what it is that you you do? Okay, my nonprofit is called SOS Youth okay. Mentoring Program. And what I do, the reason why I started it at the age of 16 is because I wanted to inspire teen girls to be their best versions. Mm-hmm. I was going through a dark time and I'm a young teen at the time. And I just wanted to be basically a role model to teen girls who are going through things or going through struggles or on a today, today's life journey and um you know i've been having meetings um and we go in detail topics about peer pressure fitting Mm -hmm. in 
learning more about yourself and much more. Every topic it is for teen girls to struggle with. Right. And we'll have breakout session activities and much more. But due to the coronavirus, I haven't been doing the monthly meetings. Mm-hmm. So I've been sharing my message to the public about my book. Okay. But hopefully this year, my goal is I wanted to partner up with organizations or maybe the foster, you know, foster um, systems mm. or schools and let people know about my story and my journey and, you know, yes. broaden my audience, you know. Okay. So, awesome. so if if somebody wanted to donate to your nonprofit, could they? Is what's the website? Nonprofit is it SOS.org. What's what's the website? Oh yes, if you would love to donate to my organization, <laughs> which you can, um, my um, website is SOS okay. Youth Mentoring Program dot org. Okay, so it's very long. <laughs> Janae and I met through uh, Anthony. Oh yes, Anthony. Awesome. Anthony used to w- work for Sony, Sony, Sony wow. Records. And so, so Anthony said, "Listen, it's this young lady. You, you, you got to meet her." I was like, "Okay." So I said, "Send me the link." He sent me the link. I went to her Instagram, <laughs> and I started reading the Instagram. I was like, "I got to get her on the radio show." And he said, "She'll be great for the radio show." I got to call and let her know. Got to call and let her know. And I think when Janae called, Janae's like, "Okay, who's this?" And I was like, "Janae, this is Alvin from Old Fashioned Health. This is what we doing. Want you on the show?" And like she's like, "Oh, okay." So um, yeah, so I, I have to, we got to tell Anthony thank you because. Oh my God! You know it's so crazy because what I do, what I do to. Sh- share my message about my mm-hmm. book i go to the local malls and right. my favorite one is stone crest mall okay. i love stone crest <laughs> so i ran into anthony and he said he was in a rush at the time and i shared the message about my book and he was like oh okay i gotta go to the i said you know what you can follow me on my social media so he followed me on my social media mm-hmm. and we made that connection at house so mm-hmm. and that's just it's a blessing because i always try to and you know encourage people listen if you don't want to buy a copy you can always follow me on my no. social media yeah you know, and, and that doesn't cost. It doesn't cost nothing. You can yeah. share. You can like. Yeah. That don't cost nice. nothing. Yeah, I appreciate you being on. And as I said, I'm telling you, she's gonna be great. She's gonna be great. <laughs> like, yeah, we got to get on the show. And so we kind of started on the journey. I'm so glad you chose the cons, man. And look, I sent I sent her the wrong address. Cause I was so excited. <laughs> I sent her the address to, the, to our studio on Auburn Avenue. And then I was like, oh. You realized that uh, she? Let you well, know. I just happened to call her okay. to just to let to make sure she was good. She's like, I think. And then I sent her the other address to this to the station here. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, I think there's two different addresses. I was like, where did I send you? And I sent her somewhere else. Mm. So that's when I was like, okay, but. It's okay. I made it here. You're yeah, here. <laughs> I made it here. So and you brought great fine. energy and great yep. conversation. And, and just, you know, knowing that there's someone out there like yourself in that age group, giving that right. positive energy gives the ones of us that have been there, you know, a, a light, you know, mm. to see what you're doing. Because we see so many other things that that's, that's showcase that, you know, you spoke about, even with social media, whatever, you know, aspect. But it's like to, to meet one-on-one someone right. with your energy and bringing forth information that will help others, you mm. know, that have gone through, are going through, or maybe right. possibly even will go through mm. what you've been through to help them get through that portion or that part and, right. and take it and, and make it do something with it, you know? Right. So, yeah. Thanks for coming in. I think uh, all I want to be is a light to others. You know, you are a light. Show them a possibility. It's, it's pretty bright. You, you are a light. Yeah, you're awesome. definitely a light. Awesome. Thank you yes. so much. Janae yes. walked the door. She's like, "Okay, I think I'm getting nervous." I'm like, oh, no, not today. I saw you the guys. studio. I was like, she, "Oh, I'm getting I'm nervous." Getting nervous. <laughs> um, we're not doing it today. <laughs> I think uh, Dr. Sewell may have uh, called. Yeah, Dr. Sewell has, has just called in, so we're gonna patch her through. Dr. Sewell has a show called The Wellness Enclave, and uh, so she's gonna chat a little bit with us, uh, Dr. Sewell. 
Mr. Watson. How are you? Welcome hey, to the show. We have uh, Janae and Edmund here. We're just waiting on you. How's it going? It's going well. I, I almost I almost forgot. I forgot to set my clock, and I was up here uh, doing work for the job that pays my bills. And it was I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I told I told Janae you was calling in and everything, so thank you so much. She's sitting here with us now. Okay, okay. How how's everyone doing? I'm doing good. What about you? Doing well, doing well. Same here, doing well, doing well. All right, Mister Edmund, it's been a, it's been a, a minute since I heard your voice. Yes. Are you keeping Watson, you keeping Watson in line? Uh, no. You know. <laughs> helping, are you helping to balance him out? I'm no. trying. I, the best I can say is I'm trying, and it's great to hear your voice <laughs> as well. But I I, I try. <laughs> he doing the best he can, Janae. We so Doctor Sewell usually calls in every Thursday and talk to us about just medical mm. updates. But I want her to call today to, uh, to kind of just speak a little bit about. Um, yeah, a little bit about the topic you talked about the teens of uh, the struggles of being a teen. Teen, mm. and so she, look, uh, Janae asked me. She said, uh, uh, "Could I tell her the difference between is the difference between being a teen when she's a teen and a teen when we were teens?" Doc? Mm-hmm. And I told her we ain't had no television. I didn't be stressed about hardly, you know. <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie because I love you my know television. What? I wish you we didn't have it sometimes. Had. We we had a television now. Don't take it all the way down. You well, just didn't take it away. He, but, we, but you're right. He is showing out up there. <laughs> I just listened to the story. Janae, did I, we I had, didn't even. Janae, we had anything. one. We had two channels, <laughs> and it would cut off at six o'clock. Now, how many y'all y'all know so, that? So, all right, all right, sir. So, nevertheless, <laughs> we did not have that. We did not have that amount of social media in addition to that. I mean, right. there are a number of things. So, and 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 so. To be clear, because I've, I do primarily, um, you, you know, I do primarily mental health, and, and as I always state, I work primarily um, with, with adults just because in the 25-plus years just because of, um, you know, my personality is very direct and so on and so forth, and everybody is not, everybody's not friends with that. Everybody can't take, you know, can't handle that. Mm-hmm. So what I will say is um, when I have worked with teens in the past, what I've seen the difference, in, you know, and recently, Right. There, there are a number of things. It's a lot of times, it's depending on what the experiences have been, just like with adults, it's depending on what the experiences have been. It's depending upon what they've been exposed to. Mm-hmm. But the biggest issue is how they've been raised, or if they have even been raised at all. Mm-hmm. So that's that. That's mm-hmm. the biggest difference. Mm-hmm. Because as we talk about all of the time when we were growing up, it wasn't necessarily that village like you might hear our parents talk about, you know, who are in their 70s, 80s, and some some have passed away. It wasn't necessarily a village to that magnitude, but yes, I could ride my bike around the corner, and if I decided to drop some trash somewhere, somebody, you know you need to pick that up. What are you, mm-hmm. what, what are you doing right there? Or I could not mm-hmm. say anything derogatory to an adult um, without them going to tell my parents. Now, it was up to my parents whether or not they were going to discipline me, but at the end of the day, it was very clear that there were other people around us who not only cared about us, but they cared about the community mm-hmm. as well. And not just the community, the neighborhood, but the community, um, the, commi- the, the broader sense of the community in terms of us being people of color, um, African-Americans specifically, and in, terms of, and, and in terms of the importance of us being well-rounded human beings. Because what I see a great deal of is that, again, when we were growing up, our parents went through great pains, a lot of us, to expose us mm-hmm. to a number of things because they wanted us to know it was more than the neighborhood that we grew up in, right. even mm-hmm. if it was the project, right. even if it was the project. Right. Mm-hmm. They wanted us to know. 
and that's that's how I know it's not you know and um, I think um, Alvin you and I have talked about this before in terms of having class class does not mean you have money because I've seen some exceptionally ignorant people <laughs> who were born and raised with money and have formal etiquette mm. class class is something that you have it, it is inherent and so our parents wanted to ensure, even if we didn't have class, we knew what was right and wrong. We knew accountability. We had integrity. And, and they wanted us to surpass where they were. Mm-hmm. If our parents were not present to do that or grandparents were not present to do that, there were other people around that would pull us aside, whether it was a coach, mm-hmm. whether it was somebody that was in the church. Everybody in the church is not bad. Everybody in the mm-hmm. church is not molesting people. Right. Um, and, and so whether, whether, and everybody's not trying to shove Jesus down your throat. Mm. So, so whether it was someone in the church, whether it was a coach, it could have been somebody like I've been working since I was 14. Um, and, and, you know, like I would do stuff for the Red Cross because, you know, in the summertime, even if you didn't get paid for stuff, you know, your parents are like, you need to get out of my house and learn how <laughs> to do something. something. Mm. You need to do something. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You need to do, do something. something with your time. Even, <laughs> even those people will pull you aside and say, baby, look, let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. This is, this is, and they would give you, it, it, it could be life, it could, it could be something doing with education, and it could just be life advice. Mm-hmm. Like, look, don't, don't run around in the street doing that because, mm-hmm. because you want to preserve yourself for A, B, and C. Your integrity for this, your honesty for that, you're intelligent. Why are you allowing other people to talk about you and to pull you down like that. Don't listen to other people. Mm -hmm. So you always had somebody that was there. Most of us did. And that's what I see as a, it's a huge difference right now. That village is not there. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it is because, and and that village is important. Mm -hmm. So you, because you always hear me say, it is great to have somewhere to come back to. So even when you're out in the world and people are telling you or showing you, with the microaggressions and the macroaggressions that you're not as good as me because you don't speak like me, your hair doesn't look mm. like mine, your skin tone is not like mine. Mm. You went to an HBCU and you did not go to a majority mm. university. Mm. When they are doing all of those things, when you look at that top tier on your job and you say, why are they asking me to train this person when they don't have it? And, and they're going to ask me to train them and then put them over me. Right. Why are they, And you see that top tier that doesn't look like you, that looks like, that is comparable to what the plantation system looked like in the business world. They're very, they're very analogous when you look at them. You still had that community to come back to who told you, that's all right, don't worry about it. Right. Mm. You, you, you're just as good. You can mm. still do things. You can still do that. Those are things that we have. What I see now is that we have parents who they will allow their children to do any and everything. Some of mm-hmm. it is, is, and some of it is unintended. They're doing it out of love because they're like, I want my child to, to, be to feel that freedom. Mm-hmm. And I want that child to do that. And so it's not intentional. It's not intentional. It's unintentional. And I get that. So I'm not bashing parents for that. I, I get it. But unfortunately, it, it has had some adverse effects mm-hmm. to it. Right. It has had some massive adverse effects to it. It has had effects in terms of coping skills because then, when they go to college and go to other places or when they see the insurrection on January 6th, they're just like, mm. what in the hell is going on right, right here? Mm. Right. They have they sent their children to school in a majority school. And I went to a majority school, but I was very clear on how I was viewed. Mm. doesn't mean that I thought I was less than and I didn't hate anybody because or disrespect anyone because of their skin tone. I didn't do that. But mm. I always understood where I was as opposed to, no, 
we don't need to let them know what's going on. We don't need to let them know. They can, no, you do. But it's mm. the way that you do it without teaching hate. Mm. It's just teaching, here's where we are. It doesn't mm. mean that you are this person, mm. but here's what some people are going to think. Mm. And then you have people, you do have parents who will allow their, and, and this is intentional. If they have, if they've had a rough life and they haven't had anyone to guide them, they're raising their children the same way. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So they're raising their children to be self selfish. They're raising their children to be apathetic, and can't nobody say nothing to you but me. Right. Mm. Can't get no whooping at school. No one can say anything, <laughs> and so it's very difficult when you want to help someone, and then the parent comes in and says to you. You can't tell my child what to do or you're right. trying to make it. Why are you trying to put these ideas in my child's head? No, I'm trying to support mm. him or her. Mm. You, you know what I mean? So th- those things can be difficult. Now, I will say this about this generation, which is really good, is that they do understand that mental health is, is there. Mm. They do understand mental health. They have that mental health awareness. They understand that health is, is there. Mm. Um, they do not. Um, so they're they're not saying like, hey, guess what, um, you know, I can take care of this by myself or I can do this on my own. The right. question or the issue or the concern is this is what I've seen. The parents don't know how to handle that and what to do. I mean, the parents who are really genuinely trying to help their children. Um, when I have seen young people come to me recently and I've had mothers and fathers sit in my office and they'll say, I don't, I don't understand. You're very attractive. You're very smart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why you feel depressed all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. You're not being bullied. I don't, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. like you parents, know yeah. you, you heard this. Parents, and, so parents, and, and they're, they're very much, I mean, and I'm saying the parents who are really trying to help, they're just like, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. And I realize now I can't just say, get over it. Because, you know, our parents are like, man, if you don't suck that up. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know what? <laughs> that's, that's, that's so crazy because in the beginning of me experiencing depression, um, I, didn't, I didn't tell my mom, and she's that's the closest person to me. Um, I didn't tell her that I was going to depression. I just kept closing the door. I shut myself off. I didn't want to communicate. I just closing myself off. Mm-hmm. And she noticed the signs. In the beginning, she didn't have the right response. She was like, "You, hold on, like, you're not depressed? Stop playing. Like, you know, she, she didn't take it serious until she heard a story of um, one of her friend's sons, one of her friend's friend's son mm-hmm. died because of he killed himself. And she mm-hmm. started to realize how realistic depression is and how, you know, suicide prevention and how it's so important to you know be a supporter Mm -hmm. because you don't know what no one's going through you don't know their struggles and my mom started to open her eyes and when she started opening her eyes she changed me and she changed herself and um i totally understand like especially with our generation because you're brought up in a generation where you don't you don't talk about depression or suicide you don't Mm -hmm. talk about those causes so it's really hard for you to understand so you're like like she's doing it for attention. She just wants attention. When reality, they are going through issues, and hopefully, they can open their eyes and see it. Not for a tragedy, but hopefully, they can see it in time. Because most times, it does lead to a tragedy. But I know it's some parents that are aware. And if you are, and you being a supporter for your your children, that's a blessing. You know, we need that. We so, need we need right. more supporters. And so, what I think is this. 
and 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 so for and so there are a couple of things. Number one, I I do work with people who work with teens on on a regular basis, and one of the things I tell them is that we need to have a um, it, it needs to be in conjunction with the parents. So the kids are in one place, the young people are in one place, and the parents are in another place, just so they can recognize the symptoms of depression in youth, because a lot of times they don't recognize that, but also so they can recognize the symptoms of, of depression and stress in themselves. Mm. Um, that's, the, that, that's the first thing. Um, and so I, I'm in total agreement with you. What I would say is this. I think it, I think the youth are on point with, okay, I'm, you know, if I'm struggling, I need to notify or I need to tell someone. Mm. That very much, but I think there needs to be some understanding on both parts because mm. of the generational difference. Yeah. So I wouldn't say the parents are not necessarily supporting. Now some aren't because I, I don't, I, you know, I don't want to put anybody on blast. Yeah, but no, I, I have somebody in there, and, yeah. and I, I know someone close in in there. You know, they were like, "Oh, that's, that's the, the the white people are getting in your mind," and that's about. And I was like, "What? What? What?" <laughs> I was like, "What are they talking about?" That's not this 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 person is struggling. And it was somebody that was close um, to me. Mm-hmm. And it was one of their children. So that's what I call, like, not being supportive and not trying to understand. Now, as time progressed, they are, they're much better. But it so, took, like, four or five years. So, but in the sense of a parent saying, you're not really depressed, you're not this, here's what I want to, to say to the parents. And I want to say to the people that are, the youth that are dealing with the depression, sometimes it's not that they're supportive. Is that the parents that when people don't understand things because they're out of a different generation right. when they and don't I, understand? Uh-huh. Yeah, the yeah, uh, yeah, I engineers and informers. We got two more minutes left, so I was just trying to All let right, you know. So I'll wrap it up. Okay, so when they don't, so when they don't understand things, they don't really know mm-hmm. how to always um, react to them. So a lot of times, what I would say is there does have to be some education, and you do have to mm-hmm. be. Um, you do have to be proactive with that, but sometimes the kids have to understand they have to go to them. And if they can't go to them, then they find another resource. And so that resource might be able to reach out and help the youth reach out to the parent so that they can better understand. And the other thing is I want to get over to the parents is just because your child is suffering from depression or anxiety, maybe the beginning of some signs of bipolar disorder, it doesn't mean that you're a failure because that's the other thing that parents do that trips them up very badly. In many instances, the depression or the anxiety does not have anything to the bipolar disorder, especially doesn't have anything to do with your parenting. It may be something that's just going on, and it's Mm -hmm. just for you to open your eyes and get past yourself. Now, that's where I blame the parents. I understand it, but I need for them to get past their their self-indulgence and say, okay, I need to love this child unconditionally or this loved one, whomever that may be, unconditionally. So that's all I have. I'm, I'm done. I'm finished. <laughs> Doc, thank you so much. Thanks, I want to let Janae uh, close out with telling people how to reach you, uh, give them your social media information, how they'll be able to contact you, uh, follow you on social media, and be able to reach out to buy your book. So give us your and social support media. support your cause. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. You can definitely support me. Um, I, um, You can follow me on my social media. My Instagram is SOS underscore mentoring underscore group. My Facebook is SOS Space Youth Program. You can also um, send me a donation through my Cash App. Um, my Cash App is Sisters Love with No E. So it's S I S T E R S L O V No E. Okay. All right. Thank you so much for being a guest on the show today. You have been great. Great job. You've done some great things. <laughs> I love your book. 
Awesome energy. Thank you so much. And I need you to sign my book. Can I have my book, please? Yeah, she can. So she can I'll be purchasing one. mine from her. Yeah, well, okay, until then. <laughs> All right, y'all. <laughs> well, 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 you don't have a pen to write with. Oh, I, I can I use your pen? <laughs> I, I will allow, allow her to use my pen. That's a mark. Is it going to Can you write with that, Janine? Because he. Um. Yeah. All right, y'all. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> Thank you for uh, listening to the Old Fashioned Health Show. This is Alvin and Edmund on the Real Eleven Hundred. Thank you, Janae. Trashman didn't get my trash today. Oh, why? Because they want more pay. Buses on strike wanna raise and fair. Stopping by Old Fashioned Health with your host, Alvin. We hope this show has been informative and entertaining. And more importantly, we hope that we led you in the right direction to have good health inside and out. For more information on Old Fashioned Health, please visit our website at oldfashionedhealth.com. And be sure to join Alvin every Friday at 3 p.m. for Old Fashioned Health right here on 1100 a.m. Take care. <laughs>